Oh, welcome to Mama College Finding Scouts Basketball here on the AM. 1330 WRAM, some 97 points, AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRAM, and com. I'm John Temple alongside the Hall of Famer, Michael Blazing. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me today. It's a Knox uh, Monmouth Saturday. Yes, you have, uh, you were you a two-sport athlete at Monmouth College, so you've had many, many Monmouth Knox games throughout <laughs> your career, haven't you? I have, and, uh, you know, it's been, uh, I was thinking about this morning, it's been 26 years since my last Monmouth Knox game, and I still get amped up for these kind of days. It's uh, it's a big one actually here for for Monmouth College and and uh, Knox College. At least the women's game here for sure for both ball clubs. Uh, Knox College at nine and zero in the Midwest Conference, on top of the standing. Monmouth College kind of lingering right in the middle right now, locked into that four spot at uh, five and five with a couple of teams chasing them in the standings, uh, Grinnell and Illinois College at 4-6. and six. This is, it, it, it's a big one for my, it's a big one for Knox because they want to stay on top. They want to host the Midwest Conference Tournament. Uh, they're a game ahead of Ripon right now. This is a huge one for Monmouth College today. Yeah, they're sitting there in, in fourth at 5-5, five and five, like you said. And, you know, you look at the rest of their season, you still have to go, you play Grinnell, you play Illinois College, who are sitting just behind them at 4-6. and six. Um, The rest of the conference, uh, really doesn't have any chance to get into the tournament, but it's basically a three-way battle for that fourth spot. So, yeah, this is a big one for Monmouth. If they can get this when you, you, you kind of feel like you're stealing one, and then you get knocked at home uh, in, what, another week and a half or so. Uh, so, yeah, it's a lot of a lot riding uh, for the Scots, obviously for the Prairie Fire, sitting at 9-0. and Like you said, they want to host, but if they lose this game, it doesn't necessarily – break their season, uh, but at the same time, the rivalry kind of kicks in, and, um, you know, that just kind of brings a whole other dimension to uh, to the game today. Yeah, through the years, it doesn't matter where these two teams are at in the standings, they're still Monmouth Knox. Right, right, and, you know, the last the last real instance where, uh, at least on the women's side, I, I can't really speak to the women's side, but, you know, 2018, uh, our Monmouth men came in here, it was the year where they went to the tournament, uh, gave the number five team in the country a run for their money. Uh, we came over here and absolutely laid an egg, and it just—you, I—I was sitting with three other former players from the late '70s and early '80s. They wanted to come and see this, you know, great Monmouth team. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. It's like, well, chalk it up to Monmouth Docs. Like it's, it is what it is. Um, things happen in these games that you just really can't explain. This is the Kellogg Printing Pre-Game Show. Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated has been on the public square in Mama since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. Michael and I broadcasting from the Victorious Furniture Broadcast booth. Quality furniture at an affordable price located in Monmouth, Illinois. And this game is powered by the Greater Warren County United Way, where 100% of your donations directly impact our community. You've already heard the pre-game coaches interview brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life. Member FDIC. Uh, this is my first of uh, at least sighted game of the Mama's College Fighting Scots women. I've had a chance to talk to Coach Jones a couple times through the season and kind of get the, the coach's view of it. You've been in many of them working the uh, scores desk for, for the college. Uh, what have you seen now, the women? Well, I think it's, it's one thing that Coach Jones probably is striving for is consistency. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of new faces uh, on the team. We have kind of what, what you would consider the big three. Uh, with Lily Harlan, um, sorry, uh, um, darn it, Teray Warner, and then, um, oh gosh, darn it, I'm just blanking on her name now. <laughs> Zoe? Zoe, yeah, Zoe Wall. 
uh, all averaging double figures, and on any given night, any of those three can lead us in scoring. But it's going to be some freshmen that I think tonight or this afternoon uh, may tip the scales for the Scots because uh, there are freshmen who are very capable, uh, very willing, uh, but you know this is their first knock bottom of experience. So I think it's, in, in the larger view, yeah, you're looking for some consistency because what uh, Coach Jones is bringing off the bench in, in large fashion is, is uh, freshmen, uh, ladies with, with not a lot of experience. Um, so, again, I think you know what you're going to get from our big three, but it's what are, what are we going to get from everyone else. Looking at the roster for the Scots, there's a lot more girls on this sheet than that was when we did the games last year, for right. sure, um, uh, with, with the changeover head coaches. And Kyle Wilson, Coach Wilson, did a fantastic job with the program. Uh, Megan Jones, I was I thoroughly enjoyed watching Coach Jones' teams play last year, and I'm sure she's carried that energy and, and just her style into this year. Yeah, she sure has. And, you know, she's very vocal. Uh, like you say, I sit at the scores table doing the clock. She's and, fun. And, and, yeah, you hear her a lot. Um, and that's just, you know, but it's, but it's very um, upbeat. Uh, it's very positive. And I think, you know, that, that really helped in her recruiting. Uh, because I think, if, uh, if I remember right, nine freshmen that she brought in or nine new players uh, to the program this year, uh, because last year, I mean, she started the, the slate with nine, and uh, her and Coach Cole had to go get uh, another uh, student who was a former uh, basketball player but was going to play softball just to kind of fill up the roster so they could scrimmage each other and, and, and have ten, uh, and then went to the tournament with, with that group. So, you know, this year certainly, you know, being – uh, new, a lot of new players. Uh, they're they're right, but they're right in the thick of it, uh, which I think she would say, and I didn't hear the interview earlier, but would be you know uh, in a, in a good spot. Uh, but looking forward to the future, I think with the future class that she's going to bring in, the Scots are going to be uh, hanging around for a while. Very happy she was with the with the local. There's a lot of local flavor on this roster too. She 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 thoroughly was happy with the uh, local recruiting last year. Yeah, I think uh, you know it's. It, it, being able to recruit local is getting harder and harder because there's just not as many athletes uh, to choose from. But, yeah, she's been able to get uh, the good ones, and, and we have uh, a lot of good ones, which I'm sure we'll talk about throughout the afternoon here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a short break, come back. We'll have a little bit more of the pregame show. You're listening to Monmouth College Fighting Scots Basketball here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WREM, and RadioMonmouth.com. We'll be back. Welcome back to Knox College as we have Monmouth College fighting Scott Basketball on the Prairie Communication Sports Network for the first time this year. Kind of a quirky schedule. We usually have a college game on long before now, but uh, we're going to have a lot of Scott Basketball the next couple of weeks. We've got the Grinnell game at Monmouth College at uh, Glenny Gym, I think, next Saturday, I believe, or, or the Tuesday. And then we'll have the Knox return trip back to Monmouth uh, a couple games after that. So I think three out of the next four games, we're going to scout basketball and Prairie Communication Sports Network. I like Yeah, exactly. Uh, that the uh, if, you, if no one that's listening has, uh, has seen or heard about uh, uh, the Grinnell system, uh, it is something worth listening to or, or worth watching uh, if you're able to uh, to get to Glen Gym Gym uh, when we play them. I do believe that's on a Saturday. The men and women have Illinois College uh, next Tuesday. And then uh, Grinnell on Saturday. The uh, as as Monmouth folks say, the circus is in town when, uh, for the men. For the men, uh, they did a great job against the circus the last time around. We'll, we'll talk more about that once the men's game rolls around. But I'll tell you what, Coach Griffith does such a great job against that. <laughs> yeah, successful. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there was a period there uh, where it just seemed like 
uh, Coach Griffith and his assistants had just had, had it figured out. You know, knew what they needed to do. Uh, shot a high percentage, and uh, yeah, kind of. I don't want to say have their number because at any given moment, Grinnell could score 170 on you <laughs> if they get hot. So you you kind of want to temper things. But uh, yeah, it's certainly a good win uh, for them uh, here recently. That's the throat lozenge game. That's what I call that. You got to have a couple throat lozenges just during. Yeah, that and I tell you what, doing the clock on the home games, doing the clock. And the score, uh, and, and trying to keep everybody, you know, sane at, at the scores table. Uh, that's a, I mean, that's kind of a high stress. I feel like I should get overtime pay <laughs> for that when I when I do the Grinnell game. <laughs> All right, let's take care of a few more sponsors here as we're uh, the teams are getting ready to head back to their respective benches here during our Kellogg Printing pregame show. Kehoe Care is sponsoring our officials today. Mammoth and Gelsberg. Kehoe Care. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with Kehoe Eye Care. Also, your uniform sponsor, MC Sport More, your home for all your sports equipment and team apparel, hats, hoodies, polos, basketballs, and much, much more. MCSportMore.com. The Scots in their road reds and red tops, red bottoms with the uh, with the uh, white number across the front with the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. The Knox College Prairie Fire in their home uniforms here at Tim Hyman Court. White tops, white bottoms with the purple and gold trim. We'll get back to the keys of the game. We're going to step aside as they're getting ready for the national anthem here. So we will step aside. We'll be back in two minutes here on the pregame show. We'll be ready for tip-off. It's Mammoth College and Knock Nutset. We'll be back. Welcome back to Tip Hyman Court. National anthem was just played. Talk to you by Stanton Insurance or All-State Insurance Agency. Stanton Insurance in Mammoth since 1919. We've taken care of everything but the pregame keys to the game. Brought to you by Robert Thompson Trucking for all your rocks and dirt. And grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. I'm John Tibble alongside Michael Blazy. Michael, what's the key to the scouts getting a win today? Well, I think there's a couple things. One is, uh, because of all the games I've seen, one of the things we want to do, we need to keep our big three out of foul trouble. Uh, Deray Warner, Zoe Wall, Lily Harlan, uh, they're going to have to be on the floor for, I'm going to guess, 32 to 35 minutes uh, today uh, in order for us to have a shot. And then the other thing is, I think, looking at the stats, I think we need to keep uh, the Prairie Fire as a perimeter team. If you look at the stats, Prairie Fire is shooting 27% from three uh, from three-point line. So, obviously, that's not a great percentage. A lot of their uh, shots come from inside the paint, inside the arc. So, if we can do whatever we need to do, if they uh, put that ball down low on the block, double-team them, make, make Knox a perimeter team, I think the Scots have a shot. I like it. That's a good recipe for six for success for the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. Let's get to your starters now. Brought by your Monmouth area McDonald's. Now hiring. Check to see what openings are available at your local McDonald's. First for the home team, Knox College Prairie Fire. Sophie Elstone, a five foot eight junior. Contessa Duran, a five foot nine fifth year player. Kristen Herndon, a six foot senior. Serena Dacio, a five foot six junior, and Kylie Callahan, a highly touted freshman, five foot eight freshman, averaging just around four assists of all game. For Callahan. Kristen Herndon, the leading scorer and rebounder for Knox at 13.5 and, and just over eight rebounds. For Monmouth College, Teray Warner, a five foot nine fifth year player. Ashley Jones from Abingdon Amon, a five foot eight freshman. Zoe Wall, a six foot senior. Ella Goodrich, a five foot nine freshman. And Lily Harlan, a five foot nine senior. A very veteran group here for Knox College. A little mixture here for the Scouts. Yeah, there's a, there definitely is a mix, and certainly when you come off the bench. Uh, it's uh, it's a young group. Uh, we haven't mentioned about it yet, but Jaden Mitchell, the Scott's point guard, played the first nine games. 
uh, was really a great, really good contributor, uh, but uh, got injured and is out for the season. So uh, going to have another uh, Scott's going to have to step up. The Prairie Fire win it. Little differences in the men's and women's game. First shot is up and good by the leading scorer, Kristen Herndon. Little little differences in uh, in in between the men's and women's game. Women's play the women play four quarters of ten minutes instead of two halves of twenty like the men do. You like the four quarters? You like the half? I, I I don't mind the four quarters. Honestly, kind of breaks it up a little bit. Uh, yeah. Seems like uh, the the ladies don't need as much of a rest because because they get multiple rests. Ooh, nice back cut there. Finding Lily Harlan with a shot block, and that's one thing Knox does really well. They block a lot of shots. Yeah, looks a really good opportunity there for Lily Harlan on the back cut on the right edge. Uh, just came from behind there. I didn't see who that was for Knox, but. Another back cut and a bucket good by Contessa Duran. So the three-point play opportunity for Knox here as they jump up 4 nothing with 9.04 left. You mentioned it right at the start. That's two quick assists uh, for Kylie Callahan. Um, she just uh, – and, again, both of those shots right around the basket. Uh, so mom has got to do a better job of keep, keeping them out of the paint. Coach Jones was really, really high on, on uh, Callahan, somebody that they, they really had to uh, watch for. Missed free throw. Our first free throw brought to you by Farm King, the family store with more since 1959. So the Scouts lead 4-0. Good entry pass. First bucket good for Ashley Jones from A-Town. I'm telling you, I mean, she did this all through high school, but she has a knack for getting to the rim and being around the basket. She had some of the oddest scoop. And I covered a lot of Ashley Jones basketball. She has some of the oddest scoop shots right around the lane. But this shot by Knox. She gets it done. And I'm, I'm looking to her to be uh, one of those freshmen for the Scots to step up today. Scott's chance to tie here or take the lead with a triple. Eight and a half minutes to go, first quarter. In the corner. Now they kick it top of the key to Harlan. Right wing. That's Ella Goodrich. Now they kick three-pointer on the way for the lead. A little short. Rebounded by Kristen Herndon. 4-2. Knox with the basketball. 8-10 to go here, first quarter. Well, I tell you what, it, it's not. There's not a ton of people in here, but it is really loud. It's, it's just. A, I was going to say it at some point. This is just a loud gym to, to begin with. Shot, no good by Sophie Olstone, rebounded by the Scott. Got the high bounce, couldn't get the the friendly shooter's roll. Scott still with a chance to either tie or take a lead here. Shot from the corner is no good, rebounded by Katessa Duran. That was Zoe Wall with the attempted three. Now a three on the way for Knox is no good. Back iron, Serena Dacio and the offensive rebound for the Knox College Prairie Fire. They do a really solid job of rebounding, 43.1 yeah. on the season. And that was Herndon. She's six-footer, really active. Uh, that's her second rebound already. There's Callahan driving. Little backdoor cut. Another layup is good and another assist. Another assist for Kylie Callahan. Got you. Just uh, turning their head and uh, easy back cut. That's just kind of a, almost like a give and go. Steal there for Knox. It actually was going to go out of bounds, and it went off of the coach, Kara Mowen, uh for Knox, and it stayed in play. Good break there for Knox. And a shot up and good by Serena Dacio. She's got four points, and none of those from the three-point line. She can shoot it. Eight to two now. Scott's trailing with 6.45 to go. And the basketball. Teray Warner in the post. The reverse layup is no good by Zoe Wall. Tough shot there, contested reverse layup. Yeah, I thought we did a good job of getting it to Zoe in the post, but uh, just a tough shot. 
Driving down the baseline is Kylie Callahan. Well, not only can she pass, she can shoot, drive a little bit. Yeah, and, we're, and you know, Ella Goodrich is a 5'9 freshman, uh, fairly local from the uh, Peoria area. I don't think she probably had to guard the other team's point guard in high school very much. Sure. Uh, but she's really shown that she can uh, be kind of a lockdown defender, get the quick break here along with Ashley Jones. Ella Goodrich picks up the foul in the drive by Callahan. First foul of the ball game goes to the sky. Left wing, now the drive by Contessa Duran, pulls up, jumper no good, backside rebound, another offensive board by Kylie Callahan for knock. And looking again for the backdoor cut, much better job of defending, so instead Kylie Callahan will pull up for the jumper. Looked like a little bit of an odd shot, just about eight feet there on the right side. It's kind of a set shot, I'm not sure her feet left the ground. Right, I don't think they did either. It is 10-2. There we go up on the board. 10-2. Left elbow drive by Zoe Wall. Pulls up off the glass. Good. Nice move. Nice take. Nice shot by Zoe. Yeah. I, and, you know, one of the – it's not necessarily a key to the game, but one of the things I've known historically is that this is this rivalry is a game of runs and knocks on us right now on a 10-4 run. Uh, you got to withstand those runs and then be able to go on one of your own. Drive down the baseline by Dasio. Good defense by Tere Warner. Scott's with the rebound off the missed shot. And now a steal by Dasio. She'll take it in, scoop shot, good. Dacio was six points here in this first quarter. She averages 12, halfway to her average already. Yeah, very active, uh, and you mentioned it, kind of that lockdown defense. Uh, Knox coming in to, uh, today only average, or uh, allowing the uh, opposition 50, what you say, 50? 50, about 56 and 56 a half. That's pretty solid. The college level for sure. Now a drive by the Scots. That's Audrey Laws. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I really like her as a freshman. Um, Allie Hoy, another freshman, came in. So you, you, you exit two freshmen to get a break. You bring in two more freshmen. Um, and uh, Learn it so on the fly, it, baby. You really are. But, uh, you know, she. I really like her game. Um, Audrey stands about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, what are they looking at? 5'9". Uh, and, and has been really a spark off the bench for the Scottish. First free throw missed by Law, 65% free throw shooter. Gets the roll on the second one. So one out of two Farm King free throws for Law. That cuts the lead to 12-5. to Seven-point lead here for the Prairie Fire. And the basketball just reaching the halfway point of the first quarter. Five minutes left. Pull up. No shot there by Elstone in the ball game. And tipped out of bounds. Good defense. Yeah. I tell you what, really, not really trying to back cut a lot. Um, Scott just uh, need to do a better job. That one was tipped out by Wall. So Knox gets it underneath. But, uh, again, trying to keep Knox as a perimeter team and limit those inside opportunities. Inbound, kind of the safety inbound to Law, top of the key. Feeding the post, Warner. Or Zoe Wall Good trying to defend it. Wall. She does. Wall walls up. Yeah, she did. Uh, Kristen Herndon. <laughs> you called it. Wall walled up. Herndon got under the basket there on the right side. Just had no angle. And a good job for Zoe Wall going straight up. Goes out of bounds, no foul on the play. Looking up the scoreboard, I've seen the whistle, but nope, jump ball, right? Uh, possession to the Scots. The Scots now trying to cut into this lead a little bit more. Teray Warner gives it up. Now it's Wall. Good back cut, shot block, but a foul on Harlan. Or yep, Harlan draws the foul. That was a kind of a if you well, you're a UCLA fan, kind of a little UCLA offense there where they. Uh, screen for Lily Harlan out on the perimeter. Got her down onto the block on the right side. And uh, good job of just going up strong. It was a good block. The Knox fans, the uh, the uh, football, looks like the football team over there, uh, that didn't like it, but that clearly got her with that. Got <laughs> her We're not going to like it. No, they don't like anything here. <laughs> Lily Harlan, this is the first free throw. She's a 70% free throw shooter on the season. 
Hey, yeah, on the, the second one. On, on the season, Scott's shooting 70% of the team. So, a um, little uh, un- second un- conference. Yeah, unorthodox yeah. to uh, be two for four. Good steal by Trey Warner. Warner backs up. Now she'll push ahead to Lily Harlan. Back to Warner. Is swinging around the arc. Left wing. To Law. Now corner three on the way. No good. Law. Well, Allie Hoy is known for her three-point uh, shooting. I saw some video of her in... Uh, in high school, and uh, she's a shooter. That one looked really good until it just went right over the rim. So, <laughs> a little, little strong, a little goes, pumped up. It goes in as an air ball, but, uh, yeah, good look. And, again, you need some freshmen to step up. Uh, I, I like the aggressiveness of her looking for a shot. Isn't it? What they call in tennis, an unforced error there in the backcourt gives the ball back to the sky. Yeah, exactly. Madison Heisch, another freshman. Uh, she's from uh, Rock Ridge, I believe, right? So yeah, another local girl. talent. Covered a few of her games back in the past as well. Baseline drive here by Zoe Wool. Up and under move. Gets her shot blocked out of bounds by Contessa Durant. They blocked a lot of shots. Well, in, in that instance, you know, Zoe Wall's going to town. She had Herndon beat. And uh, Durant comes over. So whoever is, is Durant is guarding has got a flash there in the lane. Probably an easy two for the Scots. Scots hanging in here with the 9-0 in conference play. Prairie Fire got to get it in. And they do safety throw in top of the key. In the corner. Talking about a shooter. Harlan. Shooter, Madison Heist got to look for her shot, too, if they're going to give it to her. There it is. And Watch it's it. the way. Oh, oh man, that was a perfect Nostradamus right I there. I called it. <laughs> 12-6. Rebounded by the Prairie Fire with 3.30 to go first quarter. There's a drive by Kylie Callahan all the way to the rim and scores. I tell you what, she handled the ball really well and uh, shown in that first quarter, she Scott's going to have to do something with her in the, next, the last three. She gets a few rebounds. She'd be on triple-double watch here pretty quick. She's got a ton of rebounds and four points already in this first quarter. It makes it 14-6. to six. Got down by eight with the basketball. Nearing the three-minute mark of the first quarter. Wall, a little crossover at the top of the key. Gives it up into the corner to Goodrich. Driving is Law. Spins in the lane. Shot up. And good. Gets the roll. Audrey Law with three points. Yeah, again, she's a tough matchup. 5'9", can handle it. Uh, I think, again, she, she had, she's had some good games at home that I've seen uh, where just no one really has an answer for her. Doss cut the lead to six, 14-8. Dossio pulls up at the right elbow. Let's get rid of it to Herndon. Herndon on the drive. Spins. Another good defensive effort there by Zoe Wall. Audrey Wall with the rebound, her second. Here comes the Scots with 2.20 to go. Make the three. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, long. Yeah, Audrey's not known for her outside shooting. Uh, coming into today, she's uh, just uh, only taken three uh, three-point attempts on the season, so would rather drive. But if, if she didn't travel, she was going to be called for a charge there. So either way, it's a turnover for the Scots, their third. She makes the most of her attempts. Two out of three. Well, two out of three, season, right? Yeah. If you're a coach, only like only shoots when she's wide open. For sure. <laughs> right, there you go. Oh, good defensive play by the back. Ooh, I Ooh. think they're, they're going to get Ellen Goodrich on that reach in. Might have got her wrist there. The Scots uh, don't like it. That'll be two on Goodrich, I think. See what they put up on the board. Yeah, two fouls on Goodrich. Quickly inbounding to Dacio. Top of the key. Three is good. By Sophie Oldstone. Yeah, I, that's kind of a, a, a rare make. Scots are going to answer with a three. No good by Height. Wide open look there on the right wing. Yeah, you know, I don't mind her taking that, that one at all. Yeah, she's got to no. take that shot. 
Left elbow jumper is no good. Short, rebounded by Herndon, and she's going to be fouled on the rebound. Yep. Got around Zoe Wall, and Teray Warner got, kind of got uh, kind of caught in no man's land. Tried to be straight up and down, but uh, they're going to get her for the foul. And Teray, you know, at, at our home games, uh, you know, she's, she's easily a, 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 a big contributor for the Scots, but has had a little trouble with, with the fouls, so need to keep her on the floor. Drive in the lane, no good by Contessa Duran, rebounded by the Scots. We need a good minute and a half here the ladies in red. Down by nine, and Warner gets it taken away from her. Yeah, it just kind of was, again, a no-man's land on the offensive end. Didn't really have anywhere to go with it. Fourth turnover by the Scots here in the first quarter. 17-8, minute 20 to go. Left wing is Callahan. Yeah, she, she handles that ball really well. It's like it's on a yo-yo coming out of her hand there. And picking up her dribbles, Durant. Can't find a, a teammate. Finally does. Nearly throws it away. Shot clock down to one. And the Scots steal it anyway. Good defensive set there yeah, by the Scots. Really good job. Knox tried to back up multiple times. A good good job there by the Scots. Nice fake and take to the rim. Lily Harlan. Nice move. Scots need a stop here in this last minute and another bucket, I think, to uh, just have a little momentum going into the second quarter. Callahan will slow things down. Flashing across the paint is Duran. The left elbow loses it. Here comes the Scots. Two on one if they hurry. Warner will take it all the way off the glass. No good. Rebounded by Ashley Jones. No good. Scots with another try and they get it to go. 17-12 with 20 seconds to go. That was Madison Height on the offensive putback. Scott's down five. Need a good stop here. Need a stop. A little bit high pick and roll here. I tell you what, they're like an NBA team with that kind of stuff. Callahan with a miss. Three seconds to go. Scott, see if they can get a shot up at the buzzer. Oh, Lily Harlow with a three-pointer at the buzzer. Makes it 17 to 15. What a great final minute and a half by the Yeah, Well, I thought they just needed one (laughs) stop just to have a little momentum. Talk about momentum now, 17-15. And the, the uh, Scott fans are heard from here in the gymnasium as the, uh, the men's team going crazy <laughs> out here on the baseline. Yeah, they are. Uh, good uh, good comeback there after being down 10-2 to two, uh, to come all the way back and uh, be down just two going into the second quarter. 17-15. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on AM 1330. Back here at Tim Hyman Court on the campus of Knox College as we get set for quarter number two of the Monmouth College-Knox College women's game here. We followed by the men's game this afternoon, a doubleheader of college basketball and Prairie Communications Sports Network. What a end of the first quarter. Lily Harlan hitting a three that used all of the rim and a little <laughs> bit of the backboard, too. Yeah, it did. And, and it really it felt like Knox really kind of controlled the quarter. So for them to be only up by two, got to be a little bit of a letdown. The, college, the Knox College Prairie Fire at 9-0 and in, in Midwest Conference play. Callahan spinning in the lane. No good. Tried to save it. And saves it into the Scott, Contessa Durant. Or the, uh, excuse me, Madison Heights. It was uh, 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 Lariah Rocha that saved it in. And the shot no good on the drive by Harlan. Here comes Callahan. One-hand pass. Baseline jumper up and no good. Loose on the floor. Battling with it is Prairie Warner and a couple of Knox College Prairie Fire players. Alternating possession will go to the Scott. 17-15. Scott's with the basketball here, chance to tie with about two and a half minutes left in that first quarter. I didn't think we'd be saying that with nine minutes left. In the <laughs> right? Second. Yeah, and now that now that the Scots are kind of back in it, you just 
need to settle in, run some good offense, get some good looks. There's one. Ooh, just a little short by Zoe Wall. Zoe shoots it at about 27% from behind the arc. Lily Hartland's a 39% three-point shooter. We shouldn't have been surprised that she made it from half court. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shot missed by Knox. Scott's get the rebound here. One and done for the Prairie Fire. That's going to be big. Yeah, exactly. With, it, with their length and their size, um, definitely rebounding. Could have been a key to the game uh, for sure for Monmouth. Driving in is Harlan or getting the, the pass from Trey Warner. Oh! Getting off the glass and good. I tell you what, that, that's a really good use of the left hand. Uh, kind of double team there. Uh, but I tell you what, another uh, Scott, just like Ashley Jones, who has a nose for the ball and, and can be around the basket and can score in traffic. That ties it at 17. Harlan with eight points here in the early going. A little over eight minutes to go, second quarter. Tied at 17 with the basketball. Sophie Elstone for the Prairie Fire. Pulls up, looking for that back cut. It'll lead to a jumper no good by Lariah Rocha. Rocha somehow ends up with her full rebound at the left elbow. That is the, the Scots are defending that back cut really, really well after that first probably two, yeah. two three minutes of the ball game. Well, and, and uh, on the offensive end, um, Callahan got kind of gotten cold. She's missed her last three or four. Scots with the rebound, chance to take a lead here. Driving in as Isley Jones gets it stripped away. Good turnover by the Scots. Ashley's just trying to do a little too much. And the Scots tip away an entry pass into Lariah Rocha. It's a to Herndon who scores, and we'll get a free throw. Foul on her attempt is Herndon. Boy, that's just a tough one for the Scots. It looked like it was almost going out of bounds, and the Scots had the advantage, and it turns into a potential three-point play. First foul of the ball game on Zoe Wall. Herndon will go to the free throw line. Coming out is Madison Heist for the Scots, and in comes Audrey Law. Like you said, freshman for freshman. Yeah, it's just uh, – <laughs> There's not a lot of uh, experience coming uh, off the bench for the Scots. Herndon misses the free throw. The Farm King family store with more since 1959 free throw. That's three rebounds I have for uh, Wall to go along with a couple of assists. And Jones tried to force it into Harlan, throws it away. Yeah, just, uh, again, a little pick and roll action. Scots don't do a lot of that. It seems like the Knox uh, in the first uh, quarter plus here, I mean, they're picking and rolling from the right uh, wing or left wing or uh, free throw line extended, I mean, pretty much every possession. And it's just, on the women's side of things, I've noticed it's just a lot tougher to defend that pick and roll. Left elbow. Let's get that to Durant. Now a long three is missed. And a long rebound ah. picked up by the Prairie Fire, Lariah Rocha. Her second. Juliana Van Leeuwen in the ball oh, game gets it taken away from her. By Audrey Law, ahead to Trey Warner. No numbers. The Scots will back it back out. Now a shot fake the three-point line and also losing the handle on to Zoe Wall. Here comes Knox. Three possessions in a row. The uh, Scots have tried to dribble through traffic and, and have turned it, turned it over. Leads to a run out by Knox. Now LaRocha forced one up there on the run. Somehow got that to go to make a four-point lead. 21-17. That was a tough shot there by LaRocha. Yeah, uh, pretty good LaRocha. defense there by the Scots. A shot fake from the three-point line by Wall. Gets her drive cut off. Back out to Warner. Left wing is Law. Corner. Drive. Lily Harlan gets it to go. Harlan with a good game here so far in this first half. I tell you what, she, I saw her score 25 points in a quarter. Uh, no, 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 no. I take that back. 19, I think, in a quarter earlier this year. Uh, just took it on the left uh, baseline and took it right to the hole. Elstone gives it up in the uh, left, uh, left wing to 
Haley Carpenter. Shot oh, that's a foul, boy. Rocha, by Rocha. Yeah, that's a lot of contact there on the rebound. Another missed shot by the Prairie Fire. So the Scots get a ball, don't lie situation there. Get the yeah. basketball. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of a break there for the Scots, too, because a couple of good looks by the Prairie Fire just missed them. 5.35 to go. Scots basketball down two. 21-19. Warner. They swing it to the right wing to Law. He'll cross over. Spins in the lane. Gets to the rim. Gets fouled on her way to the basket. Yeah. Good take. We tried to run a little pick and roll there on the right wing. Uh, didn't really work out. Knox had it defended pretty well. And Audrey Law said, well, the heck with this. I'm just going to go one-on-one. Nice little spin move to get into the lane. And uh, going to try and uh, go to the line for two. He'll get a pair of free throws here. She split a pair in the first quarter. The Scots were two of four from the free throw line in the first quarter. It's the first one to go. Audrey on the year, shooting 46% from the field, 69% from the line. Uh, has shot, uh, Coming off the bench is uh, now 50, what, 57, 58 uh, attempts. So, again, just kind of goes to show that very she's aggressive. Just, yeah, very aggressive. Uh, gets in there, get into the paint, get to the line, and uh, has done a really good job in her freshman year for the Scots. Her two Farm King free throws tie this up at 21. She goes two for two, so she's three for four from the charity strike, a little above her season average. Then Lewin, pull-up jumper, air ball from the free throw line. They're no, call, yeah, the knock coaches thought that might have been tipped. I thought it might, too, as short as it was. That was two feet yeah, short. Yeah, that was really I mean, short. Kind of looked like one of my shots in the old days, the <laughs> Sunday noon ball, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when the legs when the legs give out after like the first forty five minutes, I'm gonna say it right now: a first team, a former first team Midwest Conference basketball player has no room to say what you just said. <laughs> and the, the uh, Prairie Fire stealing entry pass there, Contessa Duran, kind of sloppy ball handling there, but Scott. Yeah, Jones tried to uh, throw it in there on from the right wing, but yeah, just a uh, kind of a sloppy pass to your point. That looked like a double reverse in football there. Yeah, a little uh, kind of uh, double handoff. Handoff action. Surely somebody traveled in that thing. Weave action. And a missed shot and a rebound by the Scots. Audrey Law. That's her third, John. Duran. This is the shot for the Prairie Fire. 21-21. Wall. Top of the key. Harlan three balls. Just a little short. Rebound to the Scots. Trey Warner. Her third. She'll cross over, try to get baseline. Gives it up to Harlan. Harlan will drive. Left wing, Zoll, or left corner, Zoe Wall. Now Ashley Jones. Shot clock down to eight. Warner drives against a couple of Prairie Fire. Gets it to go. Oh, and they're going to call a charge. I don't know about wow. that one, Wow. No basket there by Warner. And she's going to pick up her second foul. Yeah. Ooh. That was tough. You know, it's one of those instances. It's a tough call. Um, that could have gone either way. But what I would have liked to have seen is, is for Teray to go off two feet. Go up, straight up. Instead, she went off one foot. Yeah. Tried to shoot like a long layup from about six feet. Um, and, you know, if, if she stops and pops, she doesn't, you know, that, that call doesn't happen. Yeah, I didn't see who stepped in to take the uh, charge there for Knox. But might have been number five, Duran. Left elbow, little give and go from Law to Herndon. Good defense by Zoe Wall again. Kind of got away with a little reach in, but I think she got all ball. I think she would have been good either way, but got ball and uh, affected that shot. Herndon leading the score for Knox at 13.5 points. They held her to four here in the first half. 
which means obviously I'm probably going to jinx this guy <laughs> and she'll go on a six-point well, run here. <laughs> well, you figure, you know, with, with her as a, an upperclassman and their leading scorer, eventually she's going to get some points. But you just don't want her to go off for 25. Harlan will take a long three. Yeah, the shot clock was starting to wind down there a little bit, but they're going to call a shot, shot clock, clock violation, violation instead, the, instead of the jump ball. And I don't know the rules behind that, but it looked like a jump ball before the clock hit zero. Maybe it's just my bad eyesight. Yeah, it was, it was close. It, it was one of those where if, uh, let's see, I can't, we can't tell possession. I think Knox has the possession um, right now. Probably yeah. not a you know big deal either way at this point. Right, right. yeah, true. Very, very good point. Two fifty-two to go. We're tied at twenty-one. The game being played at uh, probably Mammoth College's pace right now, at least so far here in this first half. Scott's average sixty-five points. Knox averages seventy-two. Oh, wow! Nice I tell you run. what, Kylie Callahan, the freshman, she just gets into the lane so well. We need somebody to step up and force her to give that up. And the Scots turn it over. They're ninth. 23-21 on the season. The Scots uh, averaging all. I'll take a look at that here in a minute. On those turnovers? Yeah, turnovers. I'll look that up for you. Oh, yeah, 19. Yeah, 19 for the Scots. And a lot of that is just, again, it's just kind of freshman mistakes. You have to kind of live and learn. Callahan, I was going to step back. James Harden three-pointer there. Well, she's 2 of 18 on the year, so I don't think that's her game. And Dacio, whose three-pointer is in her game, she'll take it to the rim. Get the layup to go. Knocks up four now, 25-21. If I had to guess, Callahan's 18 attempts probably are at the end of the shot clock. And tripped was, uh, that was Heish. Yeah. He's got the feet kind of tied up together here. Yeah, I'm not sure that was, that was kind of, I think, from what I saw, kind of incidental, so. Turns into Knox, uh, the Knox yeah, coach called a timeout time there, so it's a 30. Loose ball picked up by the Prairie Fire, or at least laying on the on the court by the Prairie Fire. So 30-second uh, timeout. We'll keep it here. 25-21, Knox leading with a minute 42 to go. Eight points for Dacio in this first half, leading Knox. And for the uh, Scots, it is uh, Lily Horan with, with 10 points. Well, and I think, Sean, you know, again, if you're Monmouth, you're the road team you got a lot of new faces here in your first-ever kind of rivalry game. Just hang in there, right? You withstood yes. the first run. It could have gotten out of hand down 10-2. to two. They came back, uh, hit a couple of big shots. Now you got a minute 42 left. Just keep it within two, three possessions. You know, go into the uh, halftime and uh, make a couple of, you know, corrections. You've got nine turnovers there. you got to take care of the ball a little bit better. Uh, Scott's got a, certainly got a chance in the second half. Knox with the basketball following the Tinkham's Electric timeout. If you're looking for an electrician contractor you can trust, call Tinkham's Electric at 335-304. Kylie Callahan, the freshman. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful pass. Great pass. Great pass. A cutting uh, uh, Sabrina Dacio who misses the layup, luckily for the Scots. Listen, that was not a D3 pass right there. No. I mean, she threaded the needle. And, again, a back cut. I forget. Was that who who missed that shot? Was that Durant? Dacio. Oh, Dacio. I mean to tell you, that was that was a legit scholarship pass right there. It just just just, just, just by the defender the whose back was to it to to uh, to Callahan, of course, guarding her her uh, her man, and scoop shot up and no good by Audrey Law. Here comes Herndon's been quiet. Her third rebound and running the floor and 
throwing it away was Lariah LaRosha. There's six. Uh, good uh, Audrey Law being at the right place at the right time there. Right wingers Holden takes a three. Drives right down the right side of the lane. Misses a shot. Uh, contact there. Yeah. I know Coach, <laughs> Coach Jones all over the official. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of contact there, too. I didn't see Lily Harlan complain much, so maybe that was ball, more a lot more ball than uh, what we saw. Herndon with a tough shot in the lane. And, of course, she did after I said we could keep her quiet. <laughs> I did still too. quiet with six points. Yeah, six points. You know, got the hope for the last shot here. Just need a good possession going into the half. Driving is Harlan. Gives it up to Heisch. Back to Harlan on the right wing. Down to 11 seconds. Harlan gives it up to Zoe Wall. She'll drive. Pull up. Free throw line. Oh, good shot. The Jimmy Kitwood <laughs> off one foot. I love that. Shot at the buzzer. No, they're not going to get one off. So the Scots will go into the halftime break. 27-23. Down four. To the Knox College Prairie Fire here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRM. We'll be back in three minutes. Welcome back to Tim Hyman Court here on the campus of Knox College. As we start the halftime show, sponsored by LMP Insurance Agency. For your auto, home, commercial, life, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Judy Martin at 734-2116. Your score at the half, 27-23. The Knox College Prairie Fire leading the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. The uh, Prairie Fire 9-0 in conference plays. Scott's at 5-5. Five and five. Joining me here on the halftime show, i got James Clark, old friend of mine, as sports information director and associate head baseball coach here at Knox. Mr. Clark, how you doing, my man? Good. Glad to be here. Thank yeah, you. You bet. Long time no see. How you been? Everything going good? Yeah, it's going, going really well. We're having a pretty good basketball season, so definitely exciting things. This uh, this women's team, it's, boy, this is a good ball club. It's a very good ball club. Yeah, and this, I think this is something that's been going on uh, for about the last eight years, kind of building up to, yes. to this, made three of the last four uh, conference tournaments. So uh, I think this is something that's been building for a while, but we, uh, we're excited. I think mean, it's, uh, it's fun to watch right now. How's your baseball recruiting go? Uh, it went pretty well. We've got, uh, I think we got 18 freshmen wow. coming in. So uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll start practice tomorrow. Tomorrow already, huh? Tomorrow already, nice. But is it, is it the early morning practices, or how you guys do it? We actually went away from that, and uh, we're doing uh, – like 10, 9 or 10 a.m. on Sunday or Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, we do night practices during the week. Wow, how's that working? Uh, the, I mean, the softball team decided to go at, in the morning, so it worked out. You did My wife's the right. softball coach. Oh, so well, they, it works yeah. out really well. Other than I have to get up early uh, anyway, but whatever. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's better than it used to be. So Exactly. Well, besides that, you got another family connection here to, to the college as well. Yeah, so my brother Jason is a, a senior. Uh, he plays uh, football and baseball. Uh, he had a pretty good uh, football season. Had, yeah, he did. Um, had some key touchdowns, and the team did, did pretty well in those games. He had a, a huge first down uh, in the Cornell game, and we had beaten them since the 80s. So uh, that, was a, that was a huge win for us. Uh, and he's, he had a really good season on the baseball field last, last spring, kind of coming back from some COVID stuff the last, the last couple of years. So it was his first full season on the, on the diamond for us. Now, uh, normally you, you talk like like father son. You know the father's always harder on the sons if they're if they're coaching them. How's it do with the brother thing? Uh, I think I, I am a little bit harder on him. I mean, I coached him in Legion ball, sure, so I mean, sure. obviously uh, had that connection for quite a while. But I, I think I'm a little bit harder on him. But I try to not be. I try to limit that when I can. Yeah, I had a couple sons that came through my Legion program. I was way harder on them, but you can probably <laughs> ask them both for sure. What else going on at the college? How's things going with the winter sports here? Yeah, I mean, I think the winter sports are doing really well. We just started track. Uh, we've got 
Uh, Derek Jackson back, who's an uh, All-American oh, a couple man. times. Uh, Tyrell Pierce has had, had some good showing team at the Nationals last year as well. Uh, and then they've got a, a couple other, I mean, uh, just key people. I think they're doing well. The men's basketball team's won three of the last four, so they're, they're kind of picking up right now. Hopefully they can finish strong. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a pretty good winner. Good. Um, now, when I got here, there was a there was a Kansas Jayhawk seat cushion back here. And I'm a UCLA fan. I said, you got to get this Kansas Jayhawk seat cushion away. And you told me the story how you became a Kansas Kansas Jayhawk fan. And I've known you for a long time. I did not know this. Tell the folks your, your Kansas Jayhawk connection. Yeah, so my, my grandpa, Wendell Clark, uh, passed away about 10 years ago now. But, uh, yeah, he played for Fog Island in the late 40s. Uh, he was a really good rebounder. Did, he was a starter, starter for them for a couple of years. In the Navy, he actually uh, went to Denison out of, out of high school, uh, played there for a year, then transferred to Kansas. Uh, so he played there for a couple of years and had a lot of success. Uh, I think his brother or his uh, cousin, uh, Gordy Huber, okay. actually is a Hall of Famer at Monmouth. Sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, he was a couple of years older, but uh, uh, my, uh, my great-grandma was a Huber. Very cool. I think that, I mean, there's not many people that can say, now, I got somebody that played for Paul Gallon. That's, that's a pretty neat distinction. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it was always fun listening to his stories and just uh, the things he went through Division One basketball. Obviously, it's not the same as today, but just, uh, just I mean, a lot of cool stuff. And he actually got an offered a, a contract with the ABA, I believe, after after he graduated as well. But he was in the Navy, so he didn't fulfill his uh, obligation to that. And met my grandma out in California, so it worked out. Nice. James, it's always fun catching up, and, and thank you for everything you do here at, at Knox College for us at the Prairie Communications Sports Network. All I got to do is shoot you an email, or usually a text, since we spent so much time coaching baseball against one another in the summertime and, and hanging out. And from, from all of us here at the PCSN, thank you for everything that you do for Knox College. We appreciate it. Well, well thank, thank you, and thank you for everything you do for us, Sean. I mean, it's, uh, it's great to be still covered and that kind of stuff, too. So. And covering the, the Legion team in the summer sometimes, yep. too. So. Yep. we got to get the Legion stuff out. We've got to get that fired back up again. Exactly. All right, thank you, my man. Uh, uh, th- thanks for joining us. Thank you. James Clark, he's the Sports Information Director, Assistant Head Baseball Associate, Head Baseball Coach here at Knox College. We'll be back in one minute to break down the first half of this ball game. 27-23, Knox City Mamas. We'll be back. Back here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network, AM 1330, FM 94.1 WREM, and com. We are at halftime of our first game of a doubleheader of college basketball here on a Saturday afternoon from Knox College. Your score here at the half of the women's game, 27-23. Knox leading the uh, the uh, the uh, fight Scots by four points. I'm John Temple alongside Michael Blazing. Michael, you got the stats here from the wonderful uh, uh, stat crew here at Knox College. What jumps out at you here? Well, you know, for the Scots, it's the 12 turnovers. I mean, one assist and 12 turnovers, and we're down four. So, you know, and we're one, one of 11 from three-point range. Or no, I'm sorry, one of nine uh, from three-point range in that first half. You know, for, for the Prairie Fire, um, I got to say, nothing necessarily sticks out. Rebounds are the same. Uh, fouls, no one really in, in, in huge foul trouble. Only 10 total fouls from both teams in that first half. Uh, but I will say that the play uh, of, um, of Kylie Callahan, was impressive. Uh, went three of eight uh, and had uh, four assists in that first half to just one turnover. Uh, so I think for the Scots, you know, for the second half, you just got to take care of the ball. You know, you, and and if you take care of the ball and you create some opportunity for our, our scores, you know, to just to be in position uh, for good looks, 
you know, it can't be much worse than one for nine uh, from the uh, from the field there uh, from three. So yeah, I, I think, and, and then I do I do think we just got to try and keep Knox out of the lane. A lot of their their buckets have been in and around the basket, so you just got to do a better job of packing in and force them to be a little bit more perimeter oriented. Uh, looking at the rebounding, that kind of sticks out to me a little bit. The the Prairie Fire averaging uh, in conference play. Uh, what do they got? The rebounds per game, uh, about 38 and a half. It's got 37, so not bad in conference play, but I mean, overall, uh, 43 rebounds a game for the Knox College Prairie Fire and 21 21 in this first half for Mama the Knox. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I didn't look. Uh, let's see, uh, offensive rebounds, eight uh, for the Prairie Fire, five for the Scots. I honestly, and that eight surprises me a little bit because I didn't think that the Scots did a bad job uh, of rebounding because uh, Knox on the, in the first half. Uh, overall, shot 37% to the Scots, 35%. So, again, not much of a difference there. Uh, and overall, the rebounding was, was the same. So, uh, again, just got to do a, continue to do a pretty good job of, of keeping Knox off the uh, offensive glass. But, again, that, that eight surprised me because I don't, I, don't, I don't recall us really talking about, oh, my gosh, there's another offensive rebound. The ones that they did get were long rebounds that were just kind of a 50-50 ball, uh, not a situation where they were just hammering us down low uh, on the offensive side. Yeah, I'm going to guess probably at least four, five, six of those came really early in the ball game. Scott's made some adjustments. Also made a great adjustment on some back cuts there as well. Good adjustments here so far by Coach Jones, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, again, you're you're there. You know, Knox is leading scores. Obviously, Kristen Herndon, 13.4 games. Serena Dacio at 12.4 games. Uh, Contessa Duran uh, also in double figures, just under 11 a game. Uh, you know, for the most part, again, no one has really, I would say, like, you know, gone off uh, for, the, for the Prairie Fire. I mean, uh, all, you know, fairly decent balance is kind of what they have. Dacio leading them with eight points, uh, but Herndon, three of six, six points, um, you know, four rebounds, pretty pedestrian for her so far. For the Scots, uh, led by Lily Harlan, four of 11, uh, so you know, your percentage is a little bit better, one of four from three. Uh, but let the Scots with 11 uh, also scoring. And then, uh, you know, three players or four with Ashley Jones, Zoe Wall, and Audrey Law. We certainly would like to see Zoe Wall get more involved uh, as a, uh, a you know, double-digit scorer at 12 a game. Only four in that first half on, let's see, what did she have? Two of six shooting. That was a look at your halftime stats brought to you by Save-A-Lot Food Store. Save-A-Lot of time, save-a-lot of money, save-a-lot food store in Monmouth. Score 27-23 here at the half as both teams start to make their way back towards their respective benches. Uh, spirited uh, uh, huddle here from uh, head coach Kira Mallon for the Knox College Prairie Fire. Was it? Yeah. He's, their head was shaking. That uh, hair was bobbing around. <laughs> he's uh, well, well, only up by four and you're 9-0 in the conference. You, that's where the, the coaches coach, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um Maybe just some last minute, you know, you probably had a pretty spirited uh, halftime talk, I would think. You know, for Coach Jones, I'm not sure it needed to necessarily be spirited. No, yeah. Uh, because you, you're, you want to keep everyone in check. You're, 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 you have a lot of new faces in this uh, rivalry. Um, so, you get, again, I think this first uh, three, four minutes of this third quarter, uh, Scott either need to stay where they're at down four or maybe, you know, inch in. Obviously, if you have a lead, that's great. But this first three, four minutes is as critical, I think, for the Scots. I think so, too. And I think that, I think that is a great point because 
I, it's always important, but I think for some reason I get a feeling this three or four minutes is going to be huge. Yeah, in the men's game, you know, Coach Glasgow, my former coach at Monmouth, always said the first four minutes of each half were critical, and the last four minutes, obviously. Um, but, yeah, the first four minutes, you just cannot let it get away. Ooh, did the cut? That, that, that looks like. I didn't, you know, I didn't well, see a whole lot of yeah. uh, uh, argument from Ella Goodrich, but I'm like you. I, I yeah. almost said Scott's basketball. <laughs> yeah, none of them turned it over in the first possession. Right, none of the Scots are uh, complaining, so it must have hit somebody. And down to seven on the shot clock in the corner is Kylie Callahan. She'll take a little jumper and short. Scott's going to stop. Good first possession. Rebound to Wall for uh, fourth, I believe. Warner, no, six. Looking to push up the floor. Gets it up to Zoe Wall. Now they swing it around. Little crossover. By Ashley Jones, and gets tied up by Lariah Rocha, so the ball will stay with Mama College as Knox got the, got the ball to start this second half. For the most part, Knox has done a pretty good job of helping when it's got to try and go, get to the basket. They're going to have to do a little drive and kick. In the paint, Zoe Wall to Teray Warner. Back out, baseline jumper is long by Ellen Ashley Goodrich. Jones around the ball again. Jones hustling on the floor to get the loose ball. That's got to be a foul on Knox. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Yeah, give that to Herndon, her first. Yeah, good Ashley. There's an air ball long there by Goodrich and Ashley Jones right around the ball on the left uh, or left uh, block. I I think two on the shot clock. I was like, no, after a foul, you got to reset the shot yeah. clock. It goes to twenty. <laughs> wall in the paint, kicks it back out. Harmon, three balls. Just a little Another good ball. look, though. Good look for the Scots. Another Jones battling again. This time with Sophie Elstone for Knox, and this time it'll be Knox basketball on the alternating possession. Yeah, good, good first possession both on the offensive and defensive end. Getting a little uh, encouragement there from Coach Jones. 27-23, Knox by four with 8.40 to go. Right wing is Elstone. She'll drive on Jones. It's Cut off in the paint. Back out three-pointer on the way from Dacio is no good. Oh, Ashley oh, Jones got to go get that. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Ashley, go get that. Long rebound. Yeah, they're ninth. And, again, that's one that the, the Scots should have had. God, the coaches absolutely hate losing those 50-50 possessions. And Warner That's going to be a turnover for this. Yep, yep, there it is. Another good possession there defensively for the Scots. Scott. That was, gonna, good that was going to be a shot clock violation anyway, but uh, Scott gets the over and back. It'll be Scott's basketball at half court. In for Dacio is Haley Carpenter. So just uh, about six minutes there in our first half. Left wing is Jones. Gets a screen from Wall. Switch there. They switch. There's Jones in the lane. Gets the shot. They go Ashley's fourth point of the ball game. And you know what? Ashley didn't go too far there. She, she took a 10 footer. Uh, she tried to drive, maybe would have lost it, but really good uh, control there for, for Jones there for the shot. Right wing, Haley Carpenter, top of the key, Herndon. Let's just keep Herndon right around that top of the yeah, key. Yeah, exactly. Area. Keep him on the perimeter. That's all you got to do, I think, for the shot. Let him shoot it out there. Haley Carpenter gets her drive cut off. Shot clock down to eight. Callahan, back out to Carpenter. Shot clock down to four. Has to throw one up. Rebounded by Herndon. Tied up by Warner. Great job Ooh. by Teray Warner. Woo. Yeah, you know, Teray's playing with two fouls, so uh, just put the ball was right in front of her. 
alternating possession to the Scott. That's three good defensive possessions in a row. The old saying, when those when those post players bring that ball down to the waist, that's yeah. guard area, man. Yeah. That's guard area. Yeah, Hernan did a good <laughs> job of getting the offensive rebound, but both Wall and Terrell Warner right in her kitchen. Wall at the free throw line, driving on Herndon. Shot off the glass and good. Yeah, Herndon just straight up. Herndon's not in foul trouble. You could have thought maybe she would have taken a better defensive stance there. Kylie Callahan. Oh, my goodness. Back to Herndon. Shot no good. But what a stitch. Callahan. And that'll be on the Knox College Prairie Fire on the they're rebound. Gonna, yeah, they're going to get Contessa Duran on, over on a push. Not on Wall, I don't think. I think they were because Lily Harlan was right there. She might have pushed uh, Lily Harlan in the back there, so Scott with a chance to take the lead. That, would that be their first, Sean? Uh, I, I don't. Let's see what the. I'm sure somebody says on the stats lead changes. I can't remember. I know that Scott had it tied. I don't remember if they ever took the lead. I don't think they did. I think they had possessions where they could and a travel call down on the uh, block by Jones. And there it is. There's just you know, Ashley just went a couple dribbles too far there. Got in a position on the right baseline that she had nowhere to go. Uh, if she didn't travel, she was going to get uh, tied up there and it was going to be knocked into possession anyway. Yeah, no lead changes in the first half, so the Scots have not ever led this ball game. 27-27, they did have it tied a couple times. And a right elbow jumper by Elstone goes. i tell you what, though, you, you live with that if you're the Scots. That was a tough shot. Ashley Jones was, had a hand up, and that's a tough 16-footer. Billy Wall drives baseline. Cut off by Herndon. Back out to Goodrich. Back to Terrell Warner. Wall. Gets it to Warner. Down the paint. Shot. Oh, I heard it. Wow. Knocked to the floor. Took to the to the Warner. floor. I, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Three-pointer, no well, good. Well, another offensive rebound, though. Quick shot in transition there by the Prairie Fire. Again, I, I think you, you, you live with that. If, oh, they... Did they, have to re- did they not reset the shot clock? Oh, yeah. They, it was at 19, now it's at 17. So okay. I think they made it originally set it to 30, which in the women's game is reset to 20 on an offensive rebound. So Scott's get a chance to reset here. 5.50 to go, third quarter. 29-27 in the women's game. Uh, a little different from the men. They play four quarters of 10. Nice cut. By uh, Herndon gets the pass and scores. Again, kind of just a little back cut, and Zoe Wall turned her head. That was all uh, Herndon needed. Scott's got to run some good offense here. Jones gets cut off on the baseline drive by Herndon. Couldn't get it, and nearly throws it away, but the Scots end up with possession. Left wing is Jones. They feed Wall. Blocked by and lose the handle. Ooh. They're say that's off of Knox. Got the basketball. I'm 50 feet away, but that looks like Zoe just kind of lost it out of her hand. I'll say it again. Any call in my favor is a great call. Yeah, a little, little break there. <laughs> Wall in the paint. Scott down four. Wall trying to move on Herndon. Blocked again. Herndon with another block. Boy, just, pulled the very fire. Six-footer just has long arms there, and looked like Zoe Wall had good position, and Went up there on the left block with the left hand, but uh, Herndon got a piece of it. Herndon averages two and a half blocks. It was Durant in the first half had three blocks. Shot no oh, good by And another break for the Scots. It'll be their ball on the tip after the missed shot. Yeah, I thought Herndon maybe uh, could have thrown the foul there on one of the Scots. I'm not sure who that was, but uh, good break there for Bonner. On the floor for the Scots. Goodrich. 
Harlan. Starter's actually still on the floor. Now we have a foul from behind on Herndon. Yeah, that was just a ticky tack when the Harlan, uh, Zoe Wall was sitting there on the left uh, free throw line there and just reached over her back. Two on Herndon. On the baseline, back up top to Wall. She'll drive. Oh, the oh boy. She gets her shot blocked by Herndon. Zoe Wall's going to have to Use some, utilize some shot fakes. I mean, again, she went up with the left hand just like she was supposed to, but Herndon with those long arms, I mean, she I, You is, can see in her eye, Herndon was going for the block the whole way. Yeah. A, shot fake, a shot fake, that would have got her third foul, probably. Missed shot by the Scots. Here comes down, here comes Elstone down the left sideline. No number, she'll back it back out. Right wing, Haley Carpenter, guarded by Warner. Back out to Durant. Free throw line. Callahan in the paint is good. Nice yeah, shot by Kylie that's Callahan. That's a tough shot. You know, pretty decent defense there, but again, just another shot in the paint there for the Prairie Fire. Just a freshman. She's going to be a nightmare for the next four years for the Scots. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, for the rest of the conference, too. Yes. And shot missed by Warner. Battling on the floor with it is Wall. Timeout taken by head coach Megan Jones, good timeout. He's got basketball. Yeah, needed a possession there. I thought maybe the ball got it to Teray Warner. Teray might have been able to score that or at least get fouled, but Coach Jones with the timeout. Uh, that was just their first of the game, I think, Sean. So yeah. four timeouts left up for both teams. 33-27 with 3.46 to go. 30-second timeouts. We'll keep it here. Six-point lead for the Prairie Fire. It was a four-point lead at the half, 27-23. Got tied it, though, 27, but, uh, yeah, knocked the, again, the good defense by Herndon especially had, what, three blocks there and, and uh, maybe three straight possessions. Got the uh, knocks faithful, and, uh, well, I don't know what the uh, Prairie Fire mascot is called, but he's over there as well getting the uh, Knox student section riled up. So uh, it, it's a loud gymnasium. It is a loud one, but, yeah, little just under four minutes. Got to need a good possession here and a score. Three, 3.46 to go. Scott's basketball out of the Tickham's Electric timeout to Harlan in the corner. She'll drive baseline. Gives it up. Al Warner, top of the key. Two Knox went to a zone there on the out-of-bounds, and Har- or, uh, that was um, Audrey Law was <laughs> wide open there, just kind of from the left side. Three out of four now shooting. The three. I, that, <laughs> and it, three it's a good-looking shot. It's not like it's... Uh, you know, anything that you know, she needs to like work on. But if you're taking Jones, you might start getting some plays for her to get that three-pointer. Well, on. yeah, that's a freshman. <laughs> She's going to be around a long time as well. Oh, God darn. I'll tell you what. Stop we, and start gets the layup. We've got to help a little bit uh, on that weak side, force her to give that ball up. Thomas Farm Home Realty getting the three-point call into Harlan. Layup. No yeah, good, but got hit, foul. Got hit on the head there by either Herndon or might have been Duran. Who are they going to get? They're going to get Duran there on the head. Yeah, a couple of substitutions. Duran, only two points in the ballgame, but averages about ten and a half and almost eight rebounds. So it would be great for the Scots to get Duran off the floor here for probably quite some time with four fouls. You would, yeah, you would think. Willie Harlan coming into the game, shooting 70% from the line for the Scots. One for two in the first half. 
Gets the first one to go. Farm King, the family store with more since 1959, sponsoring our free throws. Has really had a good senior year to date. Really been somebody that Coach Jones can count on game in, game out. And makes them both. The seniors stepping up three out of four from the free throw line. In the first half, the Scots were four for six from the charity strike. That gets it down to a three-point game, 35-32. Knox ball and the lead. And they're going to get an illegal screen on Knox? Or is that yeah, it's going to be on, yeah, Audrey Law just kind of fight, trying to fight through that. Which is okay. That's just their first, uh, first team foul of the, of the quarter. quarter. Yeah, so, again, there's a little change in the women's game. Five, it's automatic two shots like the NBA. So. Per quarter, right? Yeah, per quarter. Yeah. Knox with four, so next foul uh, on Knox will result in two shots for the Scots. Scott's shooting uh, 66% as a team. Pretty standard in college, it seems like, anymore. Right around 65-65%. Driving shot, no good. By La- by Rocha and Connie Callahan gets the oh, oh, shot clock violation. Shot clock violation. I was wondering why um, Rocha was, was forcing that up. I didn't look at the shot clock. Now, Rocha averaging six points. Probably not somebody that's going to force a shot like that. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah, obviously I'd... with the shot clock winding down. Wall takes it baseline on Herndon. Stops to Warner. Shot good. Got <laughs> within one. That was about a two-foot pass to Teray, but she was wide open. Eight feet from the basket there on the left side. And uh, good find by Zoe. Teray Warner leads the Scots in scoring at 13 points a game. That's her first bucket of the game. First yeah. two points for Teray. So only down one, and Teray hasn't really got started here. Ooh, boy. And Teray's going to pick up a foul on the drive by Callahan. Yeah, you know, and that's just a tough matchup for anybody on, on the Scott team. Well, they're going to say she was shooting, though? Oh, oh wow. That boy, was absolutely was... definitely on the floor. Yeah. I that was way be- That's not even an NBA yeah. situation. Yeah. On the year, Callahan only shooting 58% from the free throw line, which is odd considering how no. good she's been and how much she has the ball in her hands. Only has gone to the line 40 times. The uh, Knox was 0 for 2 in the first half. That kind of escaped me, too. Just two free throws didn't make a 1, but Callahan made were, both of hers. She looked like a 78% free throw shooter <laughs> there did. instead of 58. Looks to lead back to 3. 37-34, under 2 minutes, about a minute 40, and losing it on the baseline is Wall out of bounds. Yeah, yeah just not really going anywhere there. The Herndon had that locked up. Um, yeah, just like to see the Scots run a little more offense, get more players involved here with a minute and a half left. Callahan over the timeline, already down to 20 on the shot clock and just now getting into their offense. Herndon to Dacio. She'll drive off a screen from Herndon. Nowhere to go. Now down the right side of the lane. Still, boy, she had it in her eyes. She was getting to the rim. Misses the shot. Put back no good by Rocha. And the Prairie Fire with another rebound. Three ball, left wing is good. By that was by by Callahan. Callahan made that. Callahan, there we go. Yeah, she's starting to come alive here. Two of eighteen on the year. Warner misses a shot. Rebound by Laws, no good. Ooh, they're going to call Herndon and Laws with a jump ball. They were both right there, though. That uh, that was going to be Knox possession. Well, a big stop here for the Scots with just under 50 seconds to go. Yeah, lead back up to six after that three ball by Kylie Callahan. Held to six points in that first half. She only averages seven and a half for the right. season. Going to get it in the first half. She's up to 15 now. 
Going to get another freshman checking in. Her first uh, action tonight, or this afternoon, Kirsten Cox, another local product from Mercer County. With 45 seconds to go, we'll see if Knox decides to go for a two-for-one here. To Callahan, and now oh, yeah, legal, legal screen. screen. They're going to get, uh, yeah, Rocha on the handoff. Yep, you can't you can't move while you're handing that off and trying to set a screen at the same time. They'll call that every time. Rocha having conversation all the way. This isn't the Golden State Warriors in the NBA who do it every <laughs> possession. Here, here it gets right. called. Now the Scots could, yeah, get a little late now to go for a two-for-one, but now they'll shoot. It's Jones missing it. Rebound, now you're not going to get a two-for-one. Yeah. Here comes Knox off the miss by Monmouth. This is a big defensive possession here for this guy. Yeah, I Huge. Actually, I like this with Law on Callahan, though. I really like Audrey's defense. Dacio crosses over, throws one up, no good. Yeah, it'll go to the Scots. Boy, that was an air ball. shot there. Air ball, and uh, just la- luckily for the Scots, landed on the baseline. Still plenty of time for the Scots to get a shot here. Yeah, odd shot there by Dacio. With Got to go, though. Left. Yeah, Got to go, though. At midcourt, guarded by Callahan. Now they switch. Back to Wall. Three-pointer at the buzzer. Oh, no couldn't good. do it again. 40-34, Knox. A six-point lead. We'll be back with the fourth quarter here at Tim Hyman Court at Knox College on the Prairie Communications Sports Network in one minute. Back here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network, Knox College, college basketball. Monmouth College and Knox here starting the fourth quarter. Scott's down four, 40 to 34. Yeah, I think the fourth quarter, again, the first couple of minutes are going to be critical, but if you're the Scots, I mean, Ray Warner and Billy Wall have got to get going somehow, some way. Knox has done a good job bottling them up through the first three. They're going to need to come up big at seniors if the Scott's going to have a chance. Scott with the possession here to start the fourth. Top of the key, Audrey Law. Looks like starters on the floor for the Scots here. Into Warner and gets it away from her and somehow misses the shot. Out and Wall quite, quite track it down. And it also seems like any of those kind of 50-50 balls, Monmouth is not coming up with any of them and not coming up obviously with every one of them. Right wing is Elstone. Started by Jones, little back cut, layup, no good by Rocha, and Rocha's going to pick up the foul, and ooh, going down and grabbing her ankles, actually Jones. Yeah, she got, kind of got, it's almost like what Patrick McHolmes had, if anybody watched the Chiefs uh, playoff game last week, she just kind of got fallen on by Rocha, as Rocha was going down, kind of drugged Jones down, and gives uh, Coach Jones a thumbs up, saying she's okay. So she'll stay on the floor. Looks like she's not, not doing too bad right now. 40 yep. to 34. A little tweak. This stage of the season, yeah, everybody's got a little tweak. This is that time of the year everybody, nobody's 100%. Physically. Mentally, right. yeah. Physically, probably no. And Ray Warner just loses get, her handle on in the paint. I, I would love to see Teray just take that up. She was in the paint. Find a way to get that ball up on the rim instead of trying to, to pass it in traffic. Ends up being a turnover for the Scots. Warner with just four points. Average is just a, just a tick under 13 on the season. I'm telling you, I really like this move with with Law being on Callahan. Rocha misses the shot again. Rocha only She's averages been aggressive, six points. But, yeah, that's, that's just looking Oh, at my goodness. Audrey Law had a wide-open layup but shuffled her feet just like she did in the first uh, first half. She had it. It's a shot fake. She just picks up her, her pivot foot before she puts it down. And 
you know, it's something that I've seen uh, called on her earlier this year as well. Something to move them forward. She's just going to have to work on a little bit. 40-34, following the turnover by the Scots. Knox basketball. Callahan drives. Oh, that's a late whistle. But Foul. probably the right call. Yeah. Callahan, as a freshman, knew what she had. She had Lily Hart. Well, she had, uh, who is that? She had beat Allie Hoy, I think. She had beat uh, on the pick and roll. Went right baseline. Lily Harlan tried to recover, but had had her had Lily Harlan on her hip. Knew what she was doing there. Got the foul, but misses the first one. So Second maybe living up to that fifty-eight percent throw percentage. If, if the percentages <clears throat> stay, she should miss the second one too. If the percentages stay, and oh, she got tight rims there. Oh, wow, tight rims there, Memorial Gym. So uh, got that one to go though. 41-34, seven-point lead for Knox. They haven't had this big a lead in a little while. It's been lingering anywhere from tied to six points for most of the ball game. Shot long. Three ball goes. I was just getting ready to say the Scots need to start moving a little bit and get some offense going, and Lily Harlan just had a, had a step, and that was maybe a foot or two behind the line. That's a big three ball. Gets it Huge. down to four boys. Mama Farman over Realty. If you're looking to buy or sell your home, let's think get it sold with Mama Farman Realty. And this time, Rosha, who we're just talking about being aggressive, hits a little mid-range jumper there. Yeah, averages just under six points a game, shooting 49% from the field. But, uh, yeah, she has been really aggressive here this afternoon. Six-point lead. Three-pointer on the way from Wall. Probably not in her it, repertoire, well, although she does shoot quite a few threes. It, it, she shoots it okay, but that was from the right corner, which is darn near the toughest shot to uh, to make. Turned in. That's, that's got to be on. I think it's got to be on Wall, I'm going to guess. No, oh, it is wow, on Warner. Yes, I thought Wall did a good job of, uh, again, walling up there on Herndon. That's why I thought if that's when I heard the whistle, I said, that's got to be on Warner because I thought Wall did a great job. <clears throat> and, again, just Teray and some foul trouble that, she just finds herself in some, some situations where she just has to be on the bench. And uh, in a game like this, her senior year, you definitely want her out there. She's really kind of been our point guard and has kind of been pushed into uh, point guard duty because of the loss uh, of Jaden Mitchell earlier this year. Both her and uh, Zoe Wall, who generally would not be considered point guards at 5'9 right. and 5'10. But they just, uh, you know, Scott currently don't have anyone else to run the point. Herndon makes both free throws. Farm King, the family store with more since 1959. Two free throws there. Critical possession here for the Scots, down eight. A knock in his own. Yeah, just switching things up here a little bit. Here's drive by Heist. Gets it. Three-pointer on the way. He's good by Madison Heist. Good find by Ella Goodrich. Yeah, Goodrich got, had the ball there. got into the paint, and Ella's showing some emotion, which he, I don't I haven't seen much of. <laughs> that, I just said a critical possession, and Scott got a much needed three. Good the Rock Ridge product in her, oh, in her first uh, Knox Mama's. Already getting into it. I like it. Nearly a turnover there by Knox's Ben Lewin. Another good find by Callahan. Would have been a layup if um, if uh, Ben Lewin had, had been able to handle it. Callahan stepped back three. Oh, are you good. kidding me? Wow. That's her second three. Again, two of 18 coming in on the year. Has made two huge ones. For the Prairie Fire. And that was a big step back three there. Puts the lead back up to eight. Don't see that a lot in the women's game. No. Left wing is Goodrich. Back to man-to-man for the Prairie Fire after that. I don't know why they went to zone. 
Wall, right elbow extended, gives it up to Goodrich. She'll drive on Herndon, takes it up. And oh, my scores. goodness. I'm not even sure she saw the basket on that. Took it from the top of the key all the way down to the right block and threw it up over Herndon. It goes in. Goodrich, first points of the game. At a big time. Scott's down six still. That's the shot they had to have go. Law, or Elstone, pulls up. Free throw line, short. Got a rebound now, as I going to say. That's a short. He got to re- get those long rebounds. Heish, ahead. Give it right back to her. To Allie Hoy. There's a three-pointer on the way. Oh, Harley Harlan. Again, wide open. Three-point game. Callahan went down in the backcourt. Left a, a couple of the Scots wide open there. Another huge shot from Lily Harlan. 48-45 with just over five minutes remaining here in the fourth quarter. Right wing is Callahan. Guarded by Hoy. Another step and back. Callahan misses the shot. Good defense there by the Scott. Not a lot going on offensively there for the Prairie Fire in that possession. Zoe Wall in the, in the right corner. Back out to Goodrich on the right wing. Back to Hoy, or excuse me, to Wall. There's a cut by Harlan. No. Shot no good. Boy, good cut by Lily there. Just got a little bit too far. If she got that on the block, probably could have taken that up on the glass. We got a little bit too far underneath the basket. Yeah, my first thought was, oh, Lily used the glass. But you're right. She got caught just a little bit too far under. Herndon. Right wing has been Lewin. Gets a screen from Herndon. Oh, wow, they're going to call that on there. They're going to call that on Goodrich. And wow. Scott's have been doing a pretty good job. But honestly, the way that Knox shoots it from the outside, I know that Coach Jones wants them to go over that screen. But if, if they're not going to shoot it very well from the outside, I'd just soon go under that screen, especially when they're out by the three-point line, force Knox to shoot it from out there instead of being able to drive into the lane. That's her third. Yeah, Herndon off the floor now. Maybe the Scots make a little run here. Uh, maybe get to the rim a little bit more without, yeah, without I, Herndon on the floor. I can't imagine that's going to be a very long break for her. And Duran with four fouls. Blocked by Ashley Jones. Jones gets the block. The pick up by Goodrich. Now in the Scott's back. Scott's got numbers if they want. <laughs> Body's laying on the floor right now. To Jones. She'll drive. Kicks it back out. Nice. Takes oh. a step back three. Just a little short. And the long rebound picked up by Rose. Hmm. Boy, Scott's had an opportunity there. Over the timeline has been Lewin. Yeah, Durant and her. Oh, Durant's back on the floor with four fouls. Herndon is off the floor. Now she's, she's coming back. Goes to Ray Warner. Warner with four fouls, getting ready to check in as well. Next dead ball. 340 to go. Vin Lewin, top of the key. Left wing, Dacio. Quickly three. No good. And we're going to get a foul yeah. on Rocha. Rocha. And that's going to be, no, that's just the second team foul of the quarter. And they're going to talk about this. That, this was a little, this was, could be a little excessive, at least discussion. Their discussion for it. Oh, no way that they can call a. I don't think so either. Well, they're they're talking they? about it. Oh, they're coming. Oh, the, it oh, is. Yeah, it was, it was the, the, the way I seen Rocha walk away from the foul told me could have been something excessive there because she walked away in a hump. Yep. So the Scots are going to now. That's two shots in the bowl, right? Well, it's, 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 boy, <laughs> to try and understand the rules these days with how intentional fouls, technicals, and now the flop. Right. The flop fouls is, is really confusing. 
But it looks like, yeah, the Scots are going to get two shots. Zoe Wall stepped up there and knocked down the first one. 81% free throw shooter is Wall. The Scots were going to get the ball anyway on the foul. Oh, right, right. But Wall makes one of two. And now the Scots are going to get it, though, only down two. And they're going to take LaRoche out, or Roche out, bring Herndon back in for her. And you know who else is not on the floor who I thought would be is Callahan. Is, yes, that, you know, that's be on a good point. I wonder why Ben Lewin was handling the basketball there. I didn't even look for Callahan. Scott's chance to tie with a bucket, take the lead with a three-pointer, drive by Hart. Oh, Ashley Jones is Ashley good. Ashley Jones, man, I'm telling you, she has got a nose for the rim. It doesn't maybe look conventional because that was kind of an awkward-looking shot as she was going to her left and shoots it with her right. Yasio shot, no good. Gets her own rebound. Tries to get to Herndon and throws it away. Scott's basketball tie game, 48-48. Harlan driving. Good defense there by, by Elstone. Now we got a jump, jump ball. ball. Is that going to be Scott? No, it's going to be Knox possession there. Scott's really didn't have numbers there. But honestly, in that situation, you, you have it in your seniors' hands. Who There's been this consistency all year long. I'm okay with that. Yeah, maybe get to the line. That was just really good defense there by Elstone for the Prairie Fire. Yeah, height wise, I mean, it's pretty much a five, both both girls at five eight. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm taking my chance. But there. again, if, if you're going to do that, don't go off one foot. Stop, pop, take a little jumper off the off the glass. Callahan top of the Whoa. key, contested Duran three pointer, loose ball picked up by Elstone. Yeah. Oh, no way. Be, there's no way that's, that's on the floor. I was going to say, that's on the floor. He, he had his hand up in the air for a little while, though. <laughs> he counted like, that he was shot. Count that. I have a good feeling I might have been doing the rest of this Holy game by God. myself. Yeah, I was going to say, that's just, and that's just Wall's second foul. So, no foul trouble for her. Really, Teray Warner, the only one of the Scots with four fouls, who's really in, in, in any trouble right now. At this point, 240 left in the game. <clears throat> Callahan gets a screen from Durant. It's another screen from Graham. Decides not to use it behind the back at the wing. What? Oh, that is a is that a well, that's not on the reach, right? Yeah. They're oh no, they're going to get. I was going to say because they're, they're going to go on the reach. reach. You might have been finishing this game by yourself. Well, yeah, I thought. Well, and again, you know, the reach would have been from Lily Harlan. I'd love to see her take one more step, trying to either take a charge or just not let Callahan get to the basket. Now that's the 15 foul on the Scots. Put two shots the rest of the way for the Prairie Fire. First free throw is good for Callahan. Farm King, the family store, is more since 1959. She'll get a second. That gives Knox a one-point lead. 2.32 to go, fourth quarter. Second free throw is up and good as well. Callahan, five of six from the free throw line. Only a 58% free throw shooter. Warner with it. Scott's down two. They get it to Zoe Wall on the left elbow. She'll drive on Herndon. Stops. Off the glass. No oh. good. And got a jump ball. Oh, they're going to get they're gonna yeah. get Wall with the foul. Yeah, going to get Wall with the foul, which I thought it it was kind of a late call. I thought they would have called that I early. Did too. And when they didn't call it, I thought we were going to tie up here. Zoe Wall kind of came down on Herndon. And, yeah, I thought they would have called it early. So wait a minute, we'll get a couple free throws. Yeah, waited a couple of seconds there. And for Herndon on the year, she's uh, has gone to the line the most for the Prairie Fire, shooting it at 69% on the year, 46 to 67. This is, her, is this her first trip to the line? Two of three so far tonight. Okay. Yeah, she had a couple okay. earlier this quarter. Gets this one to go. 
had a free throw in the in the second quarter and then made a couple free throws here. I'd say about midway, midway through this fourth. Second free throw is up and misses it. Harlan with the rebound. Scott's still down, just one possession, 51-48. Ton of time, 2.13 yeah, exactly. to go. Don't need anything rash here. Just run your offense. Jones Don't on the cut to Harlan off the glass. No good. Battling for the rebound is Warner, but Elstone will come out with it for Knox. Boy, yeah, a decent look there. But, boy, just a really quick possession. Would have liked to have seen him just take a little more time and maybe get a better shot going through the basket. Callahan hands to Dacio. Left wing is Duran. She'll dribble back to the top of the key and get it back into Callahan's hand. Ten seconds on the shot clock. Minute 42 on the game clock. Elstone driving baseline. Gets cut oh, off. Stepped on the, didn't she step on the... Callahan's jumper no good. Scott's with the rebound. Wow. I thought she stepped on the baseline, but she, she was definitely tight roping that, that, that baseline. Still no hurry here for the Scott with a minute 20 left. Jones in the corner. She'll drive to the right elbow. Pulls up. Scoop shot. No good. Blocked by Herndon. Good jump ball there between Zoe Wall and Dacio. I think that's Scott's ball, right? Yeah, that's I believe Scott's not ball. Scott the last one. Yep. That was another block for Herndon. I mean, she might set a Midwest Conference record here. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, but uh, long minute. arm. She has been a, a pest for the uh, Scots as they get into the lane. And out to the top of the key to Zoe Wall. Right wing is Jones. Scott's oh, down by three. Still plenty of time. Knocks, a little yeah. over a minute. Knocks back into the zone. See if the Scots can get something here. Going here. Another block. Oh, foul. I think they're going to get Durant. That's good. They're going to give it to Herndon. Luckily, oh, they are? Yeah, luckily for Knox, Herndon's going to wow. pick that up and not Durant. Because that would have been Durant's fifth. Well, so That's Dur- third on, on Herndon. Herndon had the block. She, you know, there's there's times where... It's a clean block, but if you don't look at the offhand, the offhand might have been on Lily Harlan's hip, maybe. Might have been what the call was, because that looked like a pretty clean block. Get in there. Harlan gets the gets the roll, hits the front of the iron, and creeps over. That makes it a two-point game, 51-49 with a minute three to go. Second free throw for Harlan. She is four for five right now from the free throw line. Make it five for six. Even even the Temple Jinx can't stop Harlan. <laughs> Well, you know it's going to be in Callahan or Herndon's hand. Over the timeline is Callahan. It's a one-point game. Knox with the basketball, up 151-50. 15 seconds on the shot clock, about 48 on the game clock. Right wing is Elstone. Driving on Warner. Gives it up now left wing to Callahan with five seconds on the shot clock. Right now she lost a hand right to Herndon. Luckily it goes to Herndon for Knox, and it goes That's out of bounds. Oh, Scott my ball. goodness. Wow, great possession there by the Scots. Coach Jones is going to take a timeout. 51-50, it'll be Scots basketball with 34 seconds on the game clock. First 30 seconds on the shot clock, so about a four-second differential. It's a 30-second timeout. Full, 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 full timeout. We'll step aside, take a 30-second break. We'll catch our breath and come back and set the scene for you. Back here at Knox College, 34 seconds on the clock, 34.2 to be exact. 30 seconds on the shot clock, so about a four-second differential. It'll be Scott's ball. And, uh, Michael, you were, you were explaining kind of you, being able to move the ball up in the timeout, uh, similar to the NBA game in the women's college yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. So the Scots get it right by their bench. Don't have to deal with any kind of full-court press. Warner with it. She'll drive the right down, down the right side of the lane, tries to get it to Wall and throws it away. In the backcourt, Wall will foul Callahan. Turned in with those big arms, or not big, long arms. 
the knock coach wants a intentional foul, but that's just a you're just reaching around. Right. There was no push. There, she was no, reaching out trying to get the basketball. That's not intentional. That's yeah, never that, going to get called. No, no. She can lobby all she wants, but that's never going to get called. Wool picks up her fourth personal foul. She's she's probably not maybe lobbying for that one, but for the next one for sure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Callahan back to the line. Two free throws. Knocks up one. Up two now. Still, that's going to be one possession. Right. So even I would imagine Coach Jones, get, Coach Jones is going to take another timeout so she can get it at half court, set up a play for either Harlan or Wall to get a three-pointer. Callahan well, makes although, the second one. Really, you don't need a three-pointer. You know, you no. got 24.8. You can get a quick two, but you better make sure you, you better get make the, the two, two. Or at least you get fouled and go to the line and score with the puck top. This is a 30-second timeout, Sean. 30-second timeout. We'll keep it here. 53-50, Knox. With the two free throws from Callahan in this four quarters, she is five of six in the free throw line, seven of eight, 58% on the season coming in. Yeah, she had a, you know, we're going to do like player of the game for on the Monda side, but if the Knox broadcast is doing a player game, it's got to be uh, Kylie Callahan, the freshman. She has had an all around good floor game for the uh, Prairie Fire today. Herndon with 11 points today. She's the leading scorer coming in at 13 and a half. So they've done a really, really good job, yeah. Job, at Zoe, least on the offensive end. Yeah, Zoe Walls. Yeah, she's had a really uh, impactful defensive game today, but not much on the offensive end. Scott's in two Warner. Wall, top of the key. little give and go to Harlan in the paint. Oh, no good. Herndon her. gets the rebound and foul. Boy, I tell you what, it's exactly what the Scots needed. They got it from Wall to Harlan. In the paint with a good look and just a little bit too hard off the glass. Now you're in trouble if they, if uh, Herndon makes a couple here. I really like that play call. Like like you said before before the inbound, you, you don't you didn't absolutely need a three there. No, and no, that it, was the perfect play to get the two. If it was open, sure, go ahead and take it. If it was wide open, but yeah, the play there was to try and get to the basket, get an easy one, extend the ball game. But now down four after Herndon makes the first one. Now you're, you still don't necessarily need a three, but you've got to get something quick. And I would imagine Coach Jones can't take another timeout. Still got two left. Now, we get it back to half court here, so she'll take the timeout. Well, both free throws good by Herndon. 55-50, knocks with a five-point lead now. It'll be Scott's ball at midcourt with 15.7. And now with a, with a five-point deficit, you really got to kind of look for some kind of three. Here. Well, and, and the good news is that, you know, because of the women's game and being able to advance it, you really don't have to take five, six seconds to get it all the way, you know, 94 feet up the court. You're already at half court, so maybe a quick pass or two, you either get it into the lane again like the, like the Scots did the previous possession, or you try and set somebody up for a quick three and then try and extend the game by fouling and get them back on the line. Scott's in the first half from the three-point line, just one for nine. They have three three-pointers in the second half, one by Audrey Law, and then two by Lily Harlan in this fourth period when the Scots made that uh, one one whale of a comeback. You figure that the Scots are going to have it in, in either Warner's hand, Wall, or Harlan, and if you're looking for a three, Harlan shooting it at a 39% clip, Warner at 36%. If you're looking maybe for a freshman who's out there, uh, let's see, is Madison Heisch out there? She hasn't really shot it well, but she, in high school she was a three-point shooter, and she showed earlier today that she can she can hit it. So let's see if maybe Knox maybe forgets about her a little bit, see if they can get her open. Yeah, Heisch was coming to the ball. It's Harlan, top of the key. 
She'll shoot oh, it. Foul. So she's fouled she's by fouled. Contessa Duran. That's her fifth. So Duran will foul out. Uh, <laughs> big smile on her face. I don't really oh, know. That was, that was an easy foul to call. Yeah. That's her fifth. Yeah. I don't know what Duran was thinking there. Exactly yeah. what the Scots needed, though. Right. But honestly, Harlan needs all three. Yeah, I got it at the top of the key. A little jump or a uh, shot fake. <clears throat> and then uh, one dribble to the right. Yeah, you're, you're at Knox like to, to block shops. So but, now uh, you're, you're back to that quick two. With I mean, if you could if you could have said, all right, we're going to give you a two-pointer with 12.9 to go, you'd probably take it. Yeah, exactly. So even if she gets at least two of these three. The first one is good. Harlan, a 70% free throw shooter. Not now, even going to mention what she is for the ball game. She's got 21 on the afternoon, though. So, again, misconsistency for the Scots, especially the last few weeks. She has really been somebody that Coach Jones can rely on. And Gets now, the yeah, roll on the second you're, one. You're, you're, you're really, you just, you, you full court press. Try not to get too much, take too much time off the clock. Put Knox back on the line. All three free throws for her, and it's a two-point game. And Time out. This is what I don't like about the women's game is that now Knox takes the timeout, and instead of us being able to set up a full-court press, Knox is going to get it at half court. So now we're going to have to somehow force them into a turnover, quick turnover, or you foul immediately. Is that uh, that is that Coach? Uh, okay, there's just three. So it was her second timeout, Coach Fallon's second timeout. So she's got three left. I was thinking maybe if the Scots get some pressure here on the inbounds. Yeah, maybe, they, have they, three, have they still have three, so plenty. Yeah. Scots just have the one left. A lead down to two, 55-53 with 12.9 seconds remaining. Still still a ton of time here. Well, here's who you don't want on the line if you're the Scots. Uh, Sophie Elstone shooting it at 76%. Uh, Duran actually is out of the game now. She was shooting 75%. Kristen Herndon now probably at 70%. Uh, Dacio at 75%. Uh, I don't know that she's in much, but uh, number 34, Naya Daniel, uh, shooting at 76%. So, uh, on the, as, a, as a team, the, the, the folks who have the ball, all except for Callahan, who's shooting at 58%, she's had a great night tonight, yeah. a great afternoon, shooting from the line. So I'm a percentage if guy. If yeah, you, 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 seven of eight for Callahan, she only shoots 58%. So what's the chances of well, making the couple Well, if, if you're the Scots, I would 22, Juliana Van Leeuwen is out there, 57%, really hasn't handled it much. No, if yeah. I'm the Scots, I try and foul her, even if she doesn't have the ball. Just hold her. If they could, uh, see if Ashley Jones can maybe hold her up before they even inbound it. And they no, get they it don't. in to Herndon. Got to get a foul there, and they do. Looks like Jones was the first one there. I remember one time, uh, one, one of my years here, I was a freshman, and I, we were at the end of the game. I didn't play much as a freshman, but we were just trying to foul at the end of the game to extend the, uh, the ball game. And myself and another freshman, Trent Scholl, we both had the same idea. A guy made a move, and we both flopped. <laughs> on the floor at the same time trying to draw the charge call. It was, it was, I'll give you uh, one flop. I'm not giving you two. Yeah, like we're both of us <laughs> flopping at the same time. Like, uh, that's not going to get called. First free throw is good by Herndon. That makes it a three-point game. This is the big one here. She is uh, six of seven from the free throw line in this quarter alone. Missed it. And missed it. And the Scots get the oh. rebound. Now it's going to go to Knox. Harlan and Rocha was battling for it. I think Rocha fouled her, but no, no call there. But that's a, that's a rebound Scott's got to have. I mean, again, that's Lily, off Lily Harlan. She's the senior. 
Uh, you, you get hurt and that's the big one that you can't secure the rebound. Yep, exactly. Now you got a foul. Callahan right gets off it the into Rocha. Rocha hey, we got to put some time back on that clock. That was 10, 10.2, and now it's down to 8.7. Knockface will try to uh, run a little time off the clock. Come on. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was a foul right off the bat for Willie Harlan. 8.7. Rocha, a 71% free throw shooter. None tonight. That'd be at least a 9.7 if I was running the clock there, Sean. <laughs> no one's no one saying anything so about it. But Two-possession game. Timeout misses it. And, yeah, timeout taken by final timeout. And, again, that's, a, that's an over a 1.3 seconds runoff Just when you're grabbing, the grabbing timeout. a timeout. Wow. That, uh, I'm telling you, that's the uh, – there's a little issue there with the, the clock operator, i got to say. It's a four-point game. As someone who, as runs, someone the who clock, runs the clock. Right? Runs the clock for That's every you're looking game. at for sure. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, you got to be a little quicker on the trigger there. The Scots ball at midcourt. They trail by four. 57-53 here with 7.4 left. If you could get a layup. Well, now you don't have timeout, so you can't advance the ball. Even if you do get a quick two and then – Foul them. You still got to go to the length of the floor. You still got to go to the length of the floor then. Yeah. Because you know that Knox is going to call a timeout if we score and be able to advance it. So that, yeah. So, you know, obviously the odds are against the Scots here, but first first come, you know, first things first get a bucket, extend the game, and then see what happens. Hinkham's electric timeout. Both teams back on the floor. Somebody needs to cut the the basket. To Harlan. Got to get it to the rim go. with five gotta seconds. Got to go. Got to go. Got to get the uh, shot not up. now. Wall will throw one up. And that is how the ball game will end. Yeah, just didn't get quite the play that they wanted. I don't know if Knox kind of blew that up a little bit. but Yeah, well, it looked like it, from, from everything I saw, it looked like everyone knew that was coming to Lily Harlan at the top of the key. So either Trey Warner or Zoe Wall maybe got a flash there give uh, our inbounder another option. But, uh Good effort by, by the Scots. I mean, really, and, and I will say, you know, Knox has had a lot of close games. They're now 10-0. The number of their conference games have been close. Uh, and the Scots had an opportunity there within the last couple of minutes uh, to get the W. So I think Coach Jones, while she's probably obviously disappointed, she's got to be, you know, pretty happy with the effort, from, especially with uh, her young team. Yeah, this, this there was a couple of points where the Scots got down seven, eight points. You're like, this is one or two possessions from really maybe getting out of hand here, and they stayed right in it. Yeah, and, and as I mentioned earlier, typically this rivalry, both men and women, is a game of runs. And, you know, Knox did not let Knox get on a big run. I've seen him where he might go on a 10-0, 15-0. I've seen a 20-0 run or 25-2 run, and Knox is certainly capable with the staff that with the players they have. So good job by the Scots to kind of keep that in check. Had a chance to win. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, 40-34 to 34 was the lead for Knox going into that fourth quarter, and the uh, Scots get uh, get outscored, uh, what, 17-9 uh, to nine in that in that uh, final quarter. Or, no, excuse me, the uh, Scots outscore Knox 19-7. to seven. The Scots, yeah, I didn't carry the two there. Scots <laughs> scored 19 points in that fourth quarter. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Lily Harlan had... 11 of those 19 in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, she, like I said, I've enjoyed watching her play. It's nothing necessarily real flashy, but just is, is in the right place at the right time. Uh, it's really been a, a pretty uh, 
a consistent shooter, like I said, 70% from the line, 40% from three, 42% from the field. Um, so, yeah, a good, a good all-around game by her, but it's got just, just short. And I actually, looking at this, I didn't look at the Knox roster, but I know that obviously Mama has a lot of young players. This might be a fun rivalry over the next few years. We're going to take a three-minute break. Come back. We'll recap this one. We'll give our, uh, we'll name our, our players of the game for the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. Then we'll take another short break and come back with our second game of the doubleheader today as the men have taken the floor, warming up. Monmouth Knox will be back in three minutes. Welcome back to Knox College. Our first game of our doubleheader today between Monmouth and Knox is in the books. The Knox College Prairie Fire women go to 15-4 and overall and 10-0 and in the Midwest Conference with a 4-point, 57-53 win over the Monmouth College Fighting Scots, who dropped to 9-11 and overall, now 5-6 and in the conference play. And Illinois, I was checking the Illinois and Grinnell score. They don't start until 3 o'clock today. So uh, we won't, uh, Grinnell and Illinois College just a game behind the Scots. So one of those two teams are going to uh, tie. Thomas College, we're still in the fourth spot. Right, still in the fourth spot, and then as we mentioned at the uh, at the outset, kind of a log jam there for that fourth spot, uh, and you know, still a lot of work to do for for all three of those teams. But uh, yeah, with this win, Knox kind of solidifies their spot at the top. But you know, you got to have a short memory in this conference because Scott's get them again in another week and a half, and know that we'll take a talk about the stats here a little bit. There, a couple of breaks go to Scott's way, and, and they come out of here with a win today. We'll start the post-game show, sponsored by Laris Collision Center. If you have collision damage repair, call Laris Collision Center at 734-1949. Laris Collision Center, professional auto body repair that drivers trust. Uh, now we'll get to our post-game stats, sponsored by Midwest Bank, your locally-owned community bank, investing in you, member FDIC. I'm Sean Temple, alongside Michael Blazing. Michael, what stands out to you here on the stat sheet? Well, you know, for the second half, I will say, I think the one thing that I that stood out a little bit that the Scots cleaned up is they only had five turnovers in that second half. 17 on a game, certainly too much. Uh, certainly something Coach Jones probably will address with the team. But only five in that second half, so I thought they really cleaned that up. Uh, and then I just I think the play of Lily Harlan had 24 points today. Um, you know, really stood out. Just consistent. Kind of not on the line. Chipped in with six rebounds, uh, didn't have any assists or turnovers, uh, but her all-around play really stood out. And on the, on the Prairie Fire side, boy, I tell you what, I I was impressed with Kylie Callahan. Finished seven of seventeen, two of three from the three-point line, and seven of eight from the free throw line when she comes in. Two of eighteen from three and only fifty-eight percent from the line at twenty-three points. What's interesting to me on that, she had four assists at the half. And she ended with four assists. Yeah. So, which to some degree is going to play into my um, defense if we're doing a defensive player of the game. Yep. Uh, but yeah, all around a good job by her. A couple other things that stood out on the uh, on the team side for Monmouth shot thirty one point six percent from the game, twenty six percent from three, five of nineteen. Uh, certainly a bright spot. They went twelve of fifteen for the line, shooting eighty percent. Yeah, I uh, and looking looking at the minutes, Zoe Wall forty minutes didn't come out of the ball game. Uh, Lily Harden thirty nine minutes and fourteen seconds only come out for a short period of time, and I believe they lead or the top five in the conference in minutes per game. Yeah, Lily Harden and Zoe Wall one and two in the conference in yeah. minutes played. They didn't come out, and Lily Harden looked like she probably could have played another half if she had. Yeah, to. yeah, just um, you know, and we 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 have to just again with our youth on on the team. 
you figure you got to have those seniors. And and honestly, if, if Teray Warner's not in foul trouble, she plays 39, 40 yeah. minutes tonight as well. Um, so, you know, again, that, that hopefully, like, in, in the future years, you won't have to have uh, some of your players play that many minutes because you'll have, you know, you'll be 8, 9, 10 deep where you can give somebody a rest and really not lose much on the offensive or defensive end. Look at this total points for both ball clubs for the Knox College Prairie Fire. They were led in scoring by Kyle Callahan, 23 points. Kylie only averages about uh, 7.5 points a game, so 16 points, 15.5 points above her average. Yeah, exactly, and again, just, I thought from the outset, needed to keep them out of the lane. Other than those two three-pointers, you know, every every point she had uh, was in the lane. She just was able to get through the Monmouth defense uh, and, and split either any double team that was coming or maybe the double team didn't even get there, and she was able to get in the lane and really cause some problems for the Scots. Yeah, Coach Jones, in my pregame interview, I, I recorded actually yesterday afternoon, and we talked on and off there, and she was, she was super impressed with Kylie Callahan. I'm thinking, okay, she's probably a pretty good ball player, and she's as advertised for sure. Yeah, for sure, and, you know, again, she may not have a, that good of a game the rest of the year, uh, but when they needed it, you know, she, she, she produced. Kristen Herndon, 14 points and eight rebounds. Uh, post player for the Knox College had three blocks. All of those had to come in the second half because uh, I think they come in what felt like in about a five-minute span. Yeah, I'd, boy, I would have counted her with at least five or six. I thought, you know, but uh, just recorded three. Knox on the day, seven blocks. Uh, Contessa Duran had three as well. Uh, boy, it seemed like they got a lot more. Either maybe it was just tip balls or whatever, but. Yeah, it just looked like they were uh, they were right around the Scots all, all afternoon. I wouldn't have guessed seven blocks. I would have guessed 10 or 12. Serena Dacio with eight points, five points apiece for Sophie Oldstone and Lariah Rocha, and then two points for Contessa Duran. Duran averages 10 and a half. They did a pretty darn good job on Duran, too. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, again, if, if you can say ifs and buts, but, you know, if you if you keep Callahan in check, I, the Scots come away with a win because – other than her, you, you kept pretty much kept everyone in check. Uh, your Herndon got her average, but really had a quiet ball game. I mean, it was just, it was, well, for her, it was an average ball game. For the Scots, they were led scoring by Lily Harlan, 24 points, averaging about 12 and a half, so man, a little bit over uh, double her season average. And, and uh, boy, she did she did everything she could to keep the Scots in the ball game today, everything. Right. Well, and, and you know, when... Lily, or I'm sorry, Zoe Wall was kind of kept in check by Herndon on the defensive end. You know, Zoe's just ended the game with, uh, what, did she, eight points, um, you know, under her average for certain, or oh, I'm sorry, six points, so definitely under her average, and then Trey Warner just with two, uh, also scoring in double figures. Yeah, Harlan stepped up when the Scots needed it most, uh, just came up a hair short. Eight points for Ashley Jones, the freshman from having an on six points. For Zoe Wall, four points for Madison Heights, and then two points apiece for Ella Goodrich and Teray Warner. Our last two things here for our first game of the doubleheader is our offensive and defensive players of the game. Offensive player of the game sponsored by Ben Olson Country Financial. Planning for a secure financial future takes knowledge and experience. To make the right decision, it's best to work with a professional like Ben Olson to help build a plan for today and tomorrow. Who's our offensive player of the game? <laughs> Blazing. Well, yeah, I think uh, everyone knows by now. Yeah, Lily Harlan at 24 points, 6 of 19, so not a great shooting night necessarily. 3 of 7 from 3, but 9 of 9 uh, from the line to go along with 6 rebounds. 
So uh, easy choice for the Scots for uh, their offensive player of the game. Yeah, it's it's always it's always easy to give us the leading score, but in this case, Lily has Lily, and we already talked about it. Kept the game, kept the team in the ball game the whole game. Yeah, and you know, obviously, she didn't do it on her own. She got we didn't have very very many assists. Uh, only counted us with six assists. Uh, but I did think that uh, you know her teammates got her in situations where she was had good opportunity to score, and it wasn't just a one woman show necessarily with her going one-on-one all afternoon long. And our defensive player of the game, brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office in Monmouth, representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit ClarkandGlasgowLaw.com. Who was our lockdown defender today? Well, you know, it, it, sometimes you just go with rebounds. Sometimes you go with, you know, somebody who, uh, you know, forced the other team into a lot of uh, turnovers or something like that. But I said it a couple of times. I really liked when we had Audrey Law on Kylie Callahan. When, when Law was on Callahan, she was pretty quiet. Uh, and Audrey's just long. Uh, she's quick enough at 5'9 to stay with other teams' point guards. She can handle it as well. Uh, so I really liked her defense uh, when she was on Callahan today. Plus, she chipped in in limited time, uh, just played 16 minutes, had seven rebounds, three offensive and four defensive. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, to go with two steals, so Audrey Law is my defensive player of the game. I like that. That's a good choice. I, I didn't realize that Audrey had seven rebounds. Again, in limited minutes, only 16 minutes. And, right. And we, you got to think, forward. Oh, that's probably going to go off as yeah, the season I, goes along. I, I guarantee, you know, barring something that's unforeseen, she's going to be our starting point guard or at least our starting two guard, uh, depending on who else, you know, maybe is, is, is in the mix next year. Uh, but she's going to play a lot of minutes. She's going to do a lot of good things for the college. Audrey Law, our defensive player of the game. That's going to bring us in into our first broadcast today. Our doubleheader of basketball here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network continues with the men's game between Monmouth College and Knox coming up in a couple of minutes. Your final score of the women's game, 57-53. Knox gets the four-point win over the Scots and goes to 10-0 in the Midwest Conference. The Scots fall to 5-6. and six. We'll be back in a few minutes. 